Okay. Yeah, okay. You guys get ready. I'm just going to be over here for a minute. Yep, yep. Take your time. Hey, guys. I'm back. Sorry about that. The others get a little uh, paranoid when they don't see me for a bit. Anyway. All right. Back to it. Let's see. Where were we? Right. We covered the first two books. And by books, I mean the first two of Citrus Journals. And we were just about halfway through the Sir Journal here. So, when we left off, the doorkeepers had left the city of Tefu and journeyed into the harsh Osirian desert, an area called the Parched Dunes. Which is where I live. Honestly, I think deserts get kind of a bad rap around here. They're actually really nice. There are a bunch of cool bugs and snakes, but I guess if you have to drink water and getting stuck in one would probably suck. Anyway, there they were, searching for the hidden tomb of Chishishek, architect of the Great Pyramid of Hakatep, and also kind of my dad. Chishishek, not Hakatep. When they entered the desert, still accompanied by Falto and his caravan, who are out there doing some Falto side quest or something, they ran into some gnolls, and also Mashika, and me. I came out to make sure they were cool, because I'm an excellent judge of character, and then Mashika joined us too. And as you already know, Mashika is like this powerful shaman, and is in training to become one of the three wise women of her tribe, the Beckon. Also, she's good with clockworks. Really good, considering that she built me. And I'm pretty sure I'm the pinnacle of technological advancement. We joined up with the doorkeepers after rescuing Sage, which is Masika's little sister, from the Knolls, and then we went to meet up with our people, and also like Masika's mom, and bring her sister back, and meet up with Masika's husband. It's a whole thing. Masika's mentor, one of the wise women, had been taken by the cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh, those guys that were like exploding and everything back in Wati, and Shoei decided to help the doorkeepers take them out with a vengeance. Anyway, we wandered around the desert for a while and fought like a 12-legged snake thing, which is pretty cool, and then we found a dead rock, which is actually a bird on an actual rock, and also it was kind of sad because it's, it's just a nice bird. And then we met up with some bee ladies and found out that the cult had also kidnapped their bee baby, which was also sad. But then they gave us some cool honey, which honestly I can't enjoy on account of the fact that I don't eat. Then it was back into the desert, looking for the tomb. There were more cultists and then they exploded. It's kind of a thing with them. And there's some drakes, and Hoss still has one of her eggs, actually. And some more snakes with multiple legs, but these ones turn people to stone, which is kind of cool. And then we met a cool dwarf guy that we unpetrified, and we went back to a workshop where I was created by Mashika, which was also actually a secret workshop for the architect Chishishek. Again, kind of my dad. We eventually shut off into the dunes of death, which are actually a pretty nice place. And there we found an old friend of Mashika's and mine, which is a desert giant, who helped lead us to the tomb. And we got there and we found Chishishek's tomb was overrun with cultists of the forgotten pharaoh, those exploding guys, including this guy Kabek, the guy who had betrayed them back in Tefu and kind of caused the death of Onurus, and generally speaking, it was just kind of a bad guy. There was an awesome fight. 
with Shooty flying around and kicking people, but not necessarily flying kicking, before they finally blew up Kabek, which actually I think technically blew him shelf up. Either way, on your switch revenge. And then the doorkeepers we all found and rescued the ancient guardian of the desert, the Sphinx Tedeshura, whom the rest of them had met back in like Wati, way back in the day. Anyway, we went inside, but the cult of the forgotten pharaoh had gotten there first and stole in the architect's body, which was both really crappy of him and also kept us from finding the information we needed to learn the secrets of Hakadep's tomb, which come to think about it was probably actually their plan. Although actually I think later on we found out that they really kidnapped him to try to figure out like what he knew because the whole thing was forgotten pharaoh forgetting stuff, which apparently a whole thing also. We'll get to that here in a bit. So we went back out and we pledged to find my short of dad's mummified body. And so Tedeshura gave us this cool cryptic story. There's a whole thing. It was about like a lady and then there's maybe a scorpion there. And I think that there's maybe a lion. I can't remember all the details of it and something about blood cliffs. It was a really neat long story, but I really wasn't paying that attention. But other people were paying more attention, particularly Hollis, who I think I actually drove a little crazy. We set out to find the secret base of the cult deeper in the desert which actually brings okay we're done with this book that brings us to Shitra's fourth journal we left Chishishek's tomb and once again entered the parched dunes searching the desert for the sightless sphinx a stone sphinx not a literal sphinx where the cult of the forgotten pharaoh had set up a secret base we met up with some of our people back in the Merchant's Oasis before beginning our search, and then Falto went off to do his own side quest thing. And we eventually, however, we found this Temple of Sharinre when we went back out into the desert. And there was some crazy five-headed snake guy there. We had to fight the guy, and then we searched this place for clues. And we found this old journal from this paladin person that went and like fought the cult a long time ago. And this gave us some new clues on where to head. So we, we went north where we found a bunch of these moftets who are kind of like sphinxes, but with arms and two legs. Anyway, it's a whole leg thing again. Well, they offered to show us the way to Sightless Sphinx, as they used to actually guard the place until the cult kicked them out. But they wouldn't show us unless we took back an ancient shrine of Shekmet from a band of evil genies. And that honestly seemed like a pretty fair trade to us, since we're heroes and all. And their leader... Areu, not Atreyu, but Areyu, seemed like a trustworthy kind of guy. So, we went out to this oasis and we fought a whole bunch of these evil genie ladies. And then there was also, like, we went downstairs, but then, like, Sugar and Hollish were, like, attacked. And I think Shitra was down there, too. And then suddenly they went flying out, and then there was this crazy genie lady that tried to kill Shooty for something his parents did, I think. I wasn't really clear on this, and it feels kind of like it was maybe tied into some other larger longer story that might involve somebody else but i'm not really positive but we defeated her and then shooty shut her free and in some way i guess redeemed the, the honor of his people i'm gonna go with that so then we went back victorious to the moftet and then we talked to areyu again the chief also not atreyu and found out that his son a guy named usherib was leading a cult of a Reshkigal inside the Sightless Sphinx, 
You see, he and a bunch of his buddies like went into it on a dare or something like that, and then they were corrupted by some evil dare, and then they kind of came out and tried to kill everyone. It wasn't really funny anymore. They gave us directions to some cat folk who happened to be the kind related to Shooty. Also, Mashika's missing mentor, Nemo, was there when we got there, and she told us all about the sightless sphinx, which she escaped from. But unfortunately, she escaped from without her snake, which is the source of all of her magical power, much in the same way I'm the source of Mashika's old magical power. Except for, you know, I'm not going to be just stuck under a basket or something. It'd have to be a really strong basket. Also, also, we found this cool mech, uh, uh, bronze sentinel clockwork armor chute under the catfolk's home, which was really neat. And then we climbed this round the side of it and then we were attacked by a bunch of mummified cats. It's real cool. But after we retrieved the armor, we then put it on a wagon and decided not to use it for some reason. After that, we left there and then found the Shiteless Sphinx and discovered that a type of Girtaliblu, a kind of like scorpion centaur sort of people, had surrounded the place and were working with the cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh. Not the other cult, which is the cult of Ereshkigal. There are two cults in there. It's, it's a little hard to keep straight, but I'm going to work on it. We met with their leader, who was just a real cool guy named Orkhamush. He was a real big buff guy. Anyway, he we helped him deal with some undead flying archer guy. It was actually a really neat fight. It was all pretty cool. I mean, for what I could see from under the flap inside a bag. He then led us into the Shiteless Sphinx, which had some strange connection to the, like the shadow plane or something. I'm, I'm not really clear. Like, each one of the paws had a different portal or something. And one of them blew up at some point. But anyway, it had a cool shadow next to it. I just thought it was neat. We went in shadow and we found some more exploding cultists, which is just kind of their stick, and made some more scorpion friends, including their leader, Rubila, not Rubila, but Rubila, who kind of helped us out. But in exchange, we then had to fight this like crazy crocodile headed guy. And then we met a ghost paladin named Lady Sophronia whose journal we found earlier. She told us all about the big wish-granting demon, Ninurashet, who is working with the cult of Ereshkigal, not the cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh, again, two cults, and was probably the guy responsible for corrupting the Moftet Usherib and all of his buddies that went into the place. So, we teamed up with her to help put her to rest, and also because we're probably going to have to fight those guys anyway, and having a paladin seems like a really good idea. Almost as if it would be really useful if some sort of like greater power didn't keep us from having one with us. We went and snuck through a hall full of undead that could kill you by looking at you, which was both uh, very nefarious and also kind of cool. Then we met up with the Gash, who was like a moftet who had been driven mad by having to read too many riddles. Which seems weird, but honestly, that's the weirdest thing we've seen. I was told once I could drive people mad just because I talk too much. We helped him out and gave him a cat. It actually used to be a cultist, which is kind of a long story, but Mashika turned a cat into a cultist, and then we gave the cat over to him. Actually, it's not that long of a story at all. We then fought some undead rock guys, and some vulture demon guys, and some off-tech cultists, uh, the kind that didn't explode, and Usharib who had stolen the bee baby from the other cultists. Somehow, this same bee baby had been kidnapped twice in a row, which just seems really irresponsible on everyone's part. So we defeated him, and then we shaved the bee baby. 
And then we took to Shea B-Baby, and we decided to leave the place, and we knew that there was going to be this demon there. So we prepared ourselves for this epic battle against the demon who had been responsible for all this pain and heartache. An epic battle of awesome might and magic, and never mind, it was like one spell, and then he was sent home, which was kind of anticlimactic. But I guess that's just sometimes how it goes. And then Shephonia was released, and so she was like, oh, thank you so much. And then she went flying off into heaven, or wherever it is, that, I guess the sun. I think they fly off into the sun, the Serenites. Then we went upstairs to defeat the cultists and their leader, the Forgotten Pharaoh, who turns out was actually the former Nethian priest named Sherethet, who was also Hollis's friend, but was also now possessed by the Ib of Hakatep. We defeated her, and even without killing her, but in the process, Shudi was driven violently insane, and Shitzer had all of her smarts drained out of her which would have been really funny if it wasn't so incredibly desperate of a situation. She doesn't actually really talk about that much in the journal here. I think she just kind of moved on past it. We were able to get safely out, but only by making a deal with some cool-looking evil Sphinx lady who just kind of asked us to leave and never come back, which we were kind of cool with anyway because the place kind of sucked, and also we were kind of down two people, and we were kind of tired. So we got out of there. And uh, once Shudi was able to talk to us again, we learned that when we defeated Sherethet, it released Hakatep's Ib, his heart, which flew through space and then into his pyramid and then raised him up as some kind of undead. I'm thinking a mummy most likely because it seems the most on brand. We returned Chishishek, my kind of dad, to his tomb and then got to speak with his spirit using the power of the mask of the forgotten pharaoh, which seemed to be the thing that they were actually kind of missing, which is why the cultists didn't speak to him. He seemed like a really cool dude. He also told us about the flying pyramids that Hakatep had made, including the one that he was buried in. Hakatep, not Chishishek. Chishishek was buried in a normal pyramid. Also, he told us that the slave trenches of Hakatep were secretly a weapon called the Kepshutanum, that could be used to bring down the flying shitties of the Shori, like the ones the Shori had used and were attacking Osirium with way back in the day. Also, also, he told us how to turn it on through a really complicated process that will take most of the next book, or a journal, to get through. Also, 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 Mashika was very distantly related to him, as that was the only way she could have made me alive. It was all very heartwarming. Well... Actually, really, just the, the, the last part. The, not the part about dropping a pyramid out of the sky. That's just kind of cool, Shannon. Knowing all of this, and that things were about to get really hard, we went to the capital city of Shothis to stock up on gear and other stuff. That's also where Citra brought her fifth journal, which is really nice. I think it's kind of moleskin. Now, and sometime during that whole thing, we returned back to B-Baby, and they are very thankful. Also, it was Citra's birthday. Anyway. In Book 5, we received a shinning spell from our old friend Tetmanib back in Wati. Well, more like their old friend Tetmanib. I'd never met him before. He was the priest that was helping them way back in the day. He let us know that the shitty was under attack by a flying pyramid and that they demanded that we hand over the doorkeepers. And they were like, we have no idea where they are. And then they immediately sent us a shinning. After that, we all teleported back to Wati and found a flying pyramid circling over the city. 
we flew up there and we fought with some cool undead harpy things which were actually really neat until they paralyzed Shitra. then she fell like 500 feet to the ground and somehow amazingly she survived this magic i assume which i assume is also how i've survived all the stupid things i do after we got her back up and we got rid of those guys we had to fight our way through the inside of the pyramid which included all kinds of cool traps and an undead boar gorgon thing, which I killed, by the way. It's just a little help from my friends, but mostly it was me. Then we found the general of the pyramid, which I didn't even know pyramids had generals, whose name was Ishkakimahabet, who was Hakatep's aunt. We defeated her, and then the whole pyramid fell out of the sky with me and Mashika and Shitra inside. It was kind of crazy. And then, like... This is the second time that Shitra basically fell to the sky, this time inside of a pyramid instead of outside a pyramid. But don't worry, we all survived. Magic. We then took a cool dune boat up the river all the way to the shave trenches. This is after we parted ways with Falto, who went off to go and do his own like side quest thing. Also, we found his dad, which is a whole like ongoing sub thing, and there might have been some Fathfinders involved with it and everything else. So they were going off to go do their own thing. But we went all the way up the river, and we hung out with some cool lizard people on the way. It was kind of nice. And then once we got there, we found out that there were loads of elementals bound into the Captchiptonum, also known as the Slave Trenches, who I hope all don't die when we activate this place. We went into the first dungeon once we got there, this place called Lantern Vault, and then we found some golems that tried really hard to kill me, and then tried really hard to kill everyone else. And then we ran away. And outside, we met up with Tefnizu. He's like the protector of the trenches, and is supposed to stop anyone from using them. He's this really cool, like, giant genie guy that's like a spellcaster, but also has an axe. Technically, by wearing the mask, Shudi is close enough to Hakatep that Tefnizu will let it slide. Also, we may be able to free him as a technicality, which sounds like a fair trade if you ask me, and he seems to agree. So, after a quick breather, for everyone else, I don't actually breathe, we went back in and just ran by the golems. Lucky for us, unlike me, they are unintelligent constructs. Once we got past them, we snuck downstairs past this illusory barrier and we found a haunted tunnel full of green light and a ghost before finally finding the life lantern we were looking for. And then the lantern's guardians tried to kill us, but then we beat them, and then we found Tefnizu's contract, which was also cool, and we figured out that we had to shove this thing and this other thing, but once we did, it would start like a, a countdown clock kind of thing, and so we're like, we're going to save that for later. We left there with Tefnizu, and then we met up with like another sphinx, this time he was kind of a creepy guy whose name was Kai Utef, and they protected everyone's death except for me and Sugar and Stinger Jr., which I assume means that the three of us will live forever. We also fought a really cool, like, giant lightning bird that kind of flew around, but he was really neat, but he was also kind of evil, and he was working for Hakadep, so I guess he got what he deserved. And then after that, we went to the Monument Vault, where we met with Beckon Tofa, which is no relation to the Beckon, who was this neat, like, mythic earth elemental guy who was cool with us going into the vault. As long as we didn't disturb his awesome sand waterfall thing he'd been guarding for millennia, resisting taking a single piece of sand was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Inside, we found a cool spiral trap, and I learned that Shooty is both really fast and also not as smart as Magical Chicken. All in all, it was a very educational experience. 
we then fought some golem guy, which was kind of cool, and then some swarms of insect guys, which seemed like it was kind of scary, I'm immune to fear, and then avoided fighting some mummified guys, which were inside the next room, which apparently something called like Grey Reavers or Renders, I can't remember which. And then we found this giant map that we figured out we could use to like activate the entirety of the place. Once we put the other thing and the thing back in the lantern vault, and with that place cleared, we made our way to the last site, which is the Guardian Vault. Along the way, we got caught up in like a sandstorm and had to fight some undead elemental guys. Uh, again, I'm sensing like a serious theme here. Before we were jumped by a really scary and also really cool mummified dinosaur. After it nearly ate shooty in like less than six seconds, we decided to run away. And then we were just like, oh, well, we'll just rest up. We'll deal with him the next day. But then we came back the next day and he was gone. So instead of like looking for him, and there's like a sandstorm going on still and all the rest of that, we're just like, oh, okay. We went down and decided to guardian vault. And then we had to get through some like evil mist cloud puzzle, which was kind of cool. And then pass some more traps. And we had to fight some regenerating golems. And then some sand guys who seemed neat, but were also trying to kill us. We then like freed some nice lady named Jashura, the Plague Queen of Coal, who decided to help us clear out the last of the vault. And after that, we had to fight some great ghouls which were like ghouls with no O, but not really that great. And then solve this really cool bug puzzle. And then fight a Gazerberry, who was just like Black Johnny, who had like killed all these people and was really evil, but then kind of cool with us fighting her. And I don't know, she was kind of strange. And she was the last barrier on her way to get the Pharaoh's key. And Shitra hasn't had a chance to update your journal since then, so uh, that seems to be it. Well, that brings us to the end. Well, not quite the end. Very close to the end. All of the pieces are in place, and it's almost time to activate this awesome weapon and to pull a pyramid down from the sky and then to put the Sky Pharaoh back in his grave. Which, I mean, technically, he's actually still in his grave if he's inside of his pyramid. Put him back in his box. It's going to be really cool, guys. All of this, and it only took a few months to get here. It actually feels like a lot longer, like... Three and a half years, going on four years longer. It's been kind of a crazy ride, but also really cool. And I guess you're feeling the next part's going to be even more awesome. I mean, come on, guys. It's got a giant pyramid. What could go wrong? Whatever it'll be, it'll be at least cold enough for Citra to fill up an entire sixth book. Oh, oh, wait. Someone's coming. Hey, Mashika. What? Narmer, who are you talking to? Oh, just talking to my friends here. Rocky and Stinger Jr.? Yep, Rocky and Stinger Jr. and whoever else might be interested. I'm catching them up to speed on like everything that's going on to this point, so they, they're all caught up before we get into this next part. About what just happened that, that they've been here for the, the entire time? Right, exactly. And now it's time to get Book 6 started. Book 6? Yeah, Book 6. It took six or five books to get here, and now it's time to start her sixth book. Do you, do you, you stole Citra's journals? Um, Narmer away! Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.